Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Are you ready? It's amazing. It's so true. What are these things? Can we just put them in the middle? Or why would I go to the right before? You can change them. This is a nice pen shot. It's just good to know what they got, what they're rocking, you know? Right. It just says so much about their personality, I think. This is it's true. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes someone whips that and you're like, that's not what I was expecting! Granny? Right. <laughs> right. Look at them granny draws! <laughs> I remember I was at a meeting once and my friend like bent over and he was like wearing a bright neon like oh, Andy Christensen like jockster. I was like, what the yeah. fuck for me? <laughs> like, like, I was like, he was like, girl, I'm about to go home and get some after this. <laughs> 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 I feel like it's mm. Huh? I feel like they're always it's like, it's on Monday. <laughs> you know, you just imagine like days yeah, of the week What this breath will hopefully do is just kind of cleanse the conversation and uh, the space and just allow um, our words to just flow from our mouths and just to breathe in, you know, uh, truth and sincerity and vulnerability. Um, so on the count of three, we'll inhale and then we'll just kind of fill it out when to exhale. So, all right, one, two, three. Chaplain, and I'm here today with uh, Cleopocalypse and Miss Penetration. What? what? <laughs> and we are excited to um, spend a little bit of time talking about maybe things we haven't thought about before mm. or giving voice to things that we have um, and talking about how spirituality can be connected to drag. Right. So thank you for being here today. Awesome. So just to get a, to know you each a little bit more, um, why don't you um, tell us just tell us a little bit about you and kind of like 
when you first, the first time you did drag for us. Sure. So, whoever would like to start? <laughs> I won't play many times now. Um, uh, my name is Cleopocalypse, and I've been doing drag for about mm, two years now, a little give or take. Um, and for me, drag started when I was doing a show called uh, Girl You Know It's True. And it was kind of like a bio show on Millie Vanilli. Nice. And so I was Fabrice Morvan. <laughs> and uh, if you're familiar with Millie Vanilli, there were these two men who had these long like dreadlocks and they just like wore these bright 80s costumes and right. lip synced for the gods. Right. Uh, they lip synced and got a Grammy. So it's like, bitch, if we can lip sync and get a Grammy, hey, go for it. Right. So they were like the drag queens that got Grammy. So, uh, but no, so I was doing the show and like we had to do makeup and we had these wigs. And it was just like doing that every night for the show. I was like, I always thought about doing drag. And it was just like one of those things where I was just like, Maybe just take my makeup from the show home and just start playing around. That's kind of how it came about. Mm, yeah. Great. So. And how about you, Penny? Sure. Well, um, I honestly was very resistant to doing drag. I didn't want to do it because everyone said, oh, you should do drag just because you're a gay man. And I said, mm -hmm. that's not what I'm about. You know, right. don't put me in that box. So finally, someone talked me into it, and I went out. It was, uh, do you remember back when Spin had Dollar Drink Night? Yes, Mondays? Spin, <laughs> it was a Monday night. Uh -huh. No, it was Wednesdays, right? Oh, was it Wednesdays? Wednesdays. Okay, Spin, High Drinks was Mondays. So. Spin Dollar Drink Night. <laughs> and I just remember as soon as I had that dress on, that makeup on, and all these boys just like swarming around me, I just knew that this is something that I was born to do, yeah. right? And a couple of weeks later, I was walking by Scarlet, and there was this drag queen sitting outside, and they were clearly in the middle of the show. And I'm like, y'all doing a drag show? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm a drag queen. Uh, when can I be in the show? And she's like, next month. And I'm like, done. Yes. And uh, ever since I performed for the first time, I just knew that this is something that, you know, it just came right through me. And it was like, this is, this is what I'm here to be. And this is an amazing moment, I think, between the three of us, because this is the first time that I'm really coming out as someone who's both a drag queen and spiritual, mm. like I was saying earlier, because mm. those parts of my life have always been very compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. Like over here, I'm a deeply spiritual being, and over here, I'm a performing drag queen, mm -hmm. but never have they really come together. Yeah. So this is really an amazing full circle moment. Absolutely. And I honestly believe that it's all relative, you know, it's all connected. Um, I was saying how I got the name Cleopocalypse is kind of based off of the word apocalypse. And, you know, apocalypse is viewed as this kind of like natural devastation or destruction. And um, Cleo is this energy that came to me from that destruction and like kind of my past and just, you know, throughout it just came this rebirth almost. Mm. So Like a phoenix. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And Penny, how did you come up with your name? Um, honestly, I was just kind of trying to come up with a drag name, and it just came to me one day. And uh, I was <laughs> just like, I can work that. <laughs> and my first name that I started off as was like very Russian shtick. It was yeah. like penetration yeah. from the USSR, Soviet Union, you know. <laughs> and that kind of fell away, and it just became an extension of myself, you know. Isn't that funny, though? Yeah. It's like the things that you first start off with with drag, yeah. how they kind of fall by the wayside. Right? You're just like... 
that's the thing I love about drag is like each time is a chance to like you were saying you wear something new mm -hmm. you try something new you do something different right. you know uh, when I was like starting out I had a third eye and that was kind of like my my seeing eye right, you right. this Pleo if you nasty <laughs> <laughs> and I can either read your future or read your filth, you know so mm -hmm. but it's just like slowly that just kind of like started to fade away and you just try things out and Almost like a test trial every time. So mm, definitely yeah. does. Um, and you had, and you had mentioned Penny that um, you like this is maybe the first time of bringing them together. Do you think that you bring your you brought your spirituality in drag, but it's something that maybe is more hidden or more personal? Like, is it part of? There's something that you do that kind of it's spiritual for you, but it's not necessarily something that people would see on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think to answer that question, I have to tell a little bit about my backstory, mm -hmm. which is that I went to a um, conservative Christian college mm -hmm. where it wasn't okay to be gay. And um, after I came out and realized this is something that, you know, wasn't going to get prayed away, I really struggled with how can I be both a sexual being and a spiritual being. And I, was, I felt like I had to choose between the two. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of... Um, people in the queer community feel that same way. Like, they have to make this choice, and so they leave the religion to be the their fullest gay self, but that they leave a piece of them behind in that moment. It's really tragic. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons that uh, so much of our gay community is is very kind of sectioned off and compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I have this vision of us, you know, when we bring those pieces of our identity together, that we can all blossom into our fullest selves. So once I was able to reconcile that and realize that you know, both my sexual identity and my spiritual identity were both a part of my divinity, you know, my divine energy. Um, I just really ignited into the world. And that's when I really started to get into the drag scene. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the same with my gender, honestly. I, um, I very much identify as a, as a gay male. Mm -hmm. But then once a month, there's just something else that needs to come through, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not quite mm -hmm. enough. And this, you know... Getting to be a woman once a month is just like that sacred fire burning through, like you were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like that third eye. Yeah. It just needs to come through. Absolutely. And you can't hold it anymore. Right. And so gender, I think, is very much along the same line. You know, my gender, my sexuality, my spirituality, it's all a piece of that sacred divine energy. Mm -hmm. And you just can't separate them. It's, right. it's all just oneness. And that's the thing, and it's just like, I believe that there, in every one of us, there's a divine feminine and a divine masculine energy. And it's like, sometimes it's like, one is a little bit more present than the other, you know what I mean? And it's just like finding kind of like what your ratio is. Like sometimes they're both at 100%, you know? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes one's at 100 and one's is at like 50. So it's just kind of like, and it's also like, how do they come into our everyday life? You know, it's like, I identify as queer, but at, every day I get dressed up and I'm dressed boy, you know? And that's kind of like me honoring that divine masculine energy. So what does it look like to honor my divine feminine energy? You right. know what I mean? And allow that to shine through. So, and it's just like, what is, everyone's definition of these energies is completely different, but it's just like, what does it mean to you? And how do you kind of let them live in you? Right. So. Well, what is it then that you do, what is it then that you're able to let out or experience in drag that you're not able to out of drag? <laughs> I love everybody like looking at right. like what, I, what, what kind of feels like maybe it's repressed but then it's able to, to come out when you're... Oh, get the 
I have an answer sort of to that. Um, one of my roommates who's kind of like seen my evolution of my drag and just kind of like how I perform. And he was just kind of like, I love that when I see you in drag, you are like, you or of course you're like fierce, but it's just also like you're tapping into this like sexual energy that you kind of repress in your everyday life. And it's just like, that's so true because it's like, I, I guess I'm a little bit more conservative appearing when it comes like sexually. I'm not very like, I kind of dress like Mr. Rogers <laughs> with my cardigans, you know what I'm saying? Beautiful but, neighborhood girl. Okay, all the layers. Um, but then like whenever I'm Cleo, it's like, yeah, I'm sexy and just kind of fiery and playful. And mm. that's kind of like some of the. Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't. But we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, Check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.